Hello, beautiful mama, and welcome to the Nourishing Mama podcast. St. Catherine of Siena said, Be who you were meant to be, and you will set the world on fire. Mamas, our job is one of the most important jobs on earth, and also one of the hardest. We don't all start out as the moms we wanted to be, but what if we took this challenge as seriously as the world tells us to take our careers? What if we laid out a plan of preparation so we could show up ready to fight the good fight and become who we were meant to be, the very heart of our homes? If you want to take motherhood to the next level to prepare your mind, body, and soul for the enormous task at hand, you are in the right place. I'm your host, Kelsey, and I want to teach you to nourish yourself so that you can nourish your family. Let's dive in. Hi there, Mama, and welcome to the Nourishing Mama podcast. This is going to be part three of our session on boundaries. If you got the first part, we talked about setting boundaries. And in the second part, we talked about holding boundaries and what anger and insecurity around our boundaries mean. So if you miss those, it's worth going back and listening to them and catching everything that comes before this. But if not, you can still stay around and listen and dive into what we're talking about today. Um, Today, we're going to talk about guilt and resentment around our boundaries. And I think most of the holiday drama that we experience comes up over boundaries, particularly unclear boundaries and overreaching boundaries and indefensible boundaries and also any kind of boundaries we're not confident about. But what is it in particular about family that brings this response out in us? For one thing, they help to form us and their approval and disapproval shaped our growth. Our response to it is deeply embedded in our thought patterns. We're wired to care very deeply about approval from our family, so much so that when we don't receive it, it's really painful. Probably one of the most painful things you can experience is rejection from the people who should love you most. So I want to talk about a few things. First, I want to talk about the difference between approval and love. And second, I want to talk about making and holding boundaries when we feel guilt and resentment. But I'm saving that for last because if you don't start from the right place, you can end up making boundaries that aren't very good. We tend to either overshoot or undershoot with them, and those kinds of boundaries don't stand up like the ones that are built on well-thought-out conviction. So. I said how we are wired to seek approval. Approval feels safe. Being part of the crowd feels safe. We worry about not being accepted and being left out or made to be an outsider. That feels scary. And it makes sense. Once upon a time, the world was a lot more wild and you could be eaten by a bear or a lion if you left the village there are still dangers when you're alone. So that's your brain trying to keep you alive and it's doing a good job. Thank you, brain. Here's the other thing. Approval can feel a lot like love, but it isn't. When it comes from a humble person, it's a form of appreciation or admiration because they see in you something they like or aspire to or admire. But 
approval from a manipulative person or a fearful person. Approval comes when they feel like they're in control. So they approve of you when you do what they want you to, whether or not it's in your best interest or good for you or the right thing to do, the moral thing. And from some people, like from a narcissistic person, approval comes when they feel a personal ego boost from what you do, whether that's because they think you make them look good, like you sometimes see this with parents pushing their kids to achieve, or because what you achieve is bringing them glory in some way, or sometimes they approve of you because you do poorly at something and they feel this you know, comparative boost, like it makes them feel good to see you failing. So you can see how approval in some circumstances can actually even be the exact opposite of love. And doing things for approval can be very insidious for us. In fact, what's interesting is that disapproval can be an expression of love. The church gives us a number of what it calls works of mercy, which is really just a fancy way of saying acts of love. These are things like feeding the hungry and um, caring for the sick. And another one is correcting the sinner. There may be a time when disapproval comes your way to keep you from falling into a terrible path that would bring you to harm or bring other people to harm. I would not, you know, for example, ever express my approval of my children smoking because I care about them. I care about their health. I care about the health of their future children. And you can see how that is more loving than acceptance and approval. But love, love is different. Love is willing the good of the other as other. It's selfless. It's about the other person's well-being with no required benefit in return. And love is what we are really hungry for, especially unconditional love, which in a perfect world is what families would give to each other. So one of the things that we need to untangle when we're looking at our holiday stress is whether it stems from seeking approval. And really, If we find that it does, we need to take that and hold it at arm's length and see if we would make these same decisions if we felt we would be unconditionally loved whichever way we decided, if we really felt free to act on our convictions. Really, that's not to say do whatever you want or whatever you feel is best. Obviously, you need to have a well-formed conscience You need to be studying the Bible, receiving the sacraments, studying church teachings, and praying and seeking spiritual direction from wiser, holier people. I can think of lots of things people have done in the name of boundaries that were immoral because boundaries are going to be informed by your conscience, right? They're set by what you think is moral. They're set by what you think is important. I think that at the core of it, If we look really closely at anxiety over the holidays, we often find any sense of unworthiness hiding inside of us comes bubbling up because we want that unconditional love and we're looking for it from flawed human people. And we've been hurt in the past and make decisions to try to avoid being hurt in the future. But really, we can't expect perfect love from other people. The only one who can love us perfectly is God, and we have to turn to him to fill that deep need in us and drop that expectation for other people. So 
Last episode, we talked about insecurity and anger and what that means about our boundaries. And today, let's talk about when we feel guilt or resentment. And I especially wanted to talk about that need for approval because with guilt, there's two reasons we feel guilt. And one of them could be that we feel guilty about how someone else might feel about our boundaries and be looking for that approval. But the other reason that we feel guilty, let's say it isn't that, you know, we've, we've looked into it and realized it's not about approval. But the other reason is that guilt sometimes tells us we aren't really sure we should be holding our boundary. This one tells us that we need to realign our actions with our conscience or solidify our conviction. You know, maybe we're not completely sure what the right thing to do is. So maybe more research and prayer or consulting with someone we trust to have a well-formed conscience is where we need to go next with that. When we're not acting in alignment with our conscience, it eats at us and we feel very vulnerable, which can be a good thing. So we have to dig in and really examine where things don't seem right. I'd suggest saying your boundary out loud and then a way to clue into where the problem is, is notice how your body feels. Our bodies tell us things ahead of our brains sometimes. If you feel your stomach clenching when you get to a certain part, that's a clue to look closer. And guilt is an internal conflict, so we have to look inward and resolve something. You know, maybe there's a point of cognitive dissonance, somewhere we're trying to hold two conflicting ideas at the same time. Maybe we're trying to cling to approval and what we believe is the best thing for our family. Or maybe what we want to do is incompatible with our morals. And to move forward, we have to make a choice that brings us into alignment. And sometimes that just means accepting the discomfort or consequences of our choice. Now, resentment, on the other hand, resentment is externally directed, right? Guilt is internally directed, but resentment is externally directed. And resentment tells us that there is past pain, maybe a history of cross boundaries, or boundaries we didn't set and hold in time. And often unforgiveness is there too. When there's resentment, three things need to happen. First, you need to forgive yourself. For where you didn't protect yourself or your loved one. Because even if you couldn't protect someone, chances are some part of you feels like you should have been able to. And that needs healing. Maybe you didn't express your needs. I can think of how I used to feel resentful of my husband when our first baby was born because I had the same workload as before plus hours of nursing. But the thing is, He was a new dad, eager to help and just not really aware of how things like how I hadn't had a chance to shower yet that day because I'd been holding a colicky baby and I didn't know how to ask for what I needed yet. So it's crazy to think how non-intuitive asking for help can be for some of us, especially if we're used to being really independent. And that could be an area where you have to forgive yourself in order to move past it to break the resentment. So forgive yourself or release yourself from self-condemnation over what you couldn't control. And especially if it wasn't your fault, 
Speak gently to yourself. It wasn't your fault, love. It was horrible, and it wasn't your fault. And then, after you've worked through this with yourself, you need to decide if new boundaries will keep you safe. Some might only need to be temporary while you heal. That might mean that you're going to have off-limit topics of conversation or that touching will not be okay. You know, under some circumstances, it might mean no contact with certain people. I can think of serious situations where that is necessary. And then when you are ready, when you have a plan for your safety, you can begin the process of forgiving the other person. Does forgiveness mean forgetting? No. Forgiveness means getting to a place where you wish the best for the other person, where you can sincerely pray for their well-being. And you know what's interesting about forgiveness? It's really layered. It isn't an all-at-once kind of thing, but each little layer you peel off makes you feel lighter and lighter. And one day you get to that hard kernel in the center of the pain, and you pluck that out too. And you feel so free. So resentment around your boundaries tells you that ahead of you is a need for a process of forgiveness for yourself and others and a need for adjusted boundaries to help you feel safe. It's really important to rebuild trust with yourself in holding your boundaries. If you need help with that, reach out to me. I've got a coaching package. Whether you're having trouble with your spouse or friends or family, we can get you set up to confidently set and hold your most important boundaries before the holidays. So I think that wraps up this topic for now. Next week, we're going to continue with triggers and talking about fears of the future and how to manage our thoughts around that so that we can manage our reactions. Be sure to tune in, and I hope you have an absolutely amazing week. Hey there, Mama. If you need any help this holiday season with setting and holding some boundaries, make sure you check out our holiday boundary guide. It's listed in the show notes here. It's just a one-page document with a bunch of one-liners you can easily use or copy and tweak to be useful for your own circumstances. Again, just check the show notes. Hey there, Mama. If you found this podcast helpful today, would you do me a favor and drop a review below? Reviews are how podcasts show up in search rankings and can help other moms like you to find us. Also, if you're wanting more actionable tips and day-to-day strategies, head over to my Instagram account at Nourishing Mama Podcast. Please feel free to message me there with any questions as well, and I'll try to answer them for you. Have a great week.